That's uh that 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 fucking sets the starting of this. What do you want to fucking talk about? Do you want to talk about what it means to be a man? Because I think that masculinity is really under attack right now, and I, I think like the traditional masculine paradigm is being undermined in favour of equality because through postmodernist eyes it's the males who are the oppressors and that's all they see they only see oppressor and victim it's a very um one-sided sort of narrow look into what it means to be part of one sex because if we are all truly equal then as these feminists do suggest you're talking about how modern feminists victimize themselves and pretty much yeah yeah I, I, well yeah it's this victimhood complex it's like you just can't win with these people, you know. These people? Uh, it's like... Well, the, most of them are just really, really young. Yeah. And I understand that they've just, they're just going along with groupthink because, you know, um, mo- I mean, since the dawn of psychology, <laughs> you could you could find young people fucking grouping together around some common idea because it's not great to be an independent thinker because then you risk being socially undermined. And we know that social media really, really threatens people nowadays socially well, in a group context. Well, unless like, I'd argue unless like you're like a fucking celebrity or, or, or like, because celebrities are popular and are so popularised by the fact you're like surrounding the fact that they're fucking individual. Not surrounding the fact, but most of it is, oh look, they're different, they're funny or like, oh they've got like a quirky feature. And that's, that sets them apart from, like, the crowd, you know? Got any examples there? Oh, uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. That's is one. She's a beautiful woman and a great comedian and, and just a real hero of feminism. I mean, she just puts on great show after great show. I just know too much about her vagina. I don't know enough. <laughs> and I want more. I've re- yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the next Netflix special. The, 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 what was it? The, the all-in-leather one. The... Oh yeah, that was really my favorite. Oh my god, bro! Don't even talk about like that. that. Don't yeah. even talk about that. Not even, to me. No, but like the whole individual, like she is like you no know, most um, fit. No, no, <laughs> most most women like I don't know, don't really speak that, that proudly about their stuff. You know. No, they don't speak so belligerent. Am I saying this right? I don't know. I just said proudly because she she does. No, but so coarsely kind of and so like. It. grotesque it is grotesque in in a way but like did you see the um i mean you know you don't Stephen Crowder, it's you know? not that women can't be grotesque in humor it's just like that's all she has Do you know, have you seen Stephen crowder's um in have you done the interview with her when she was like um well oh where he was talking about where you should abstain from sex until marriage no and i meant the uh the one in the studio where she's like i've seen the uh oh. no, i haven't seen the interview you know with her all right i thought they just was talking about like to a manager or something, but I've seen um, I've seen the um, all in leather. The oh no, her net there was a Netflix special that kind of bombed. Yeah, it I've did bomb. Them. It really it got like a what was it, two star, one star rating or something. But she but she's like you know not many women speak that openly about their vagina, my pussy, because 
you know, it's not. Well, well you know, they might do in their own like little I mean, space. I, I'm not a woman. No, but so. the thing is, you can make it funny to have quote unquote a a, a, a hoo ha that smells like a small barnyard animal, and that is a genuine quotation. That is true. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is funny in certain contexts. Right. But when your entire show is just about your genitals that you've obtained through some arbitrary circumstance of birth, then it's not really that funny. You're not manipulating the context around it to turn it into a humorous situation. You're well, just I can about see it. how women will find that funny, for sure. I can see how women will find that hilarious because... Yeah, like 12-year-old women. Yeah, but dick jokes are funny. Like, you well, got to admit. Oh, okay, but dick not, not jokes dick jokes are jo- funny. Not dick joke after dick joke after dick joke. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, like... Like, the majority of people going there know, you know, Amy Truman, you know. They know that she's not going to get off her, her hoo-ha oh, right, quite okay. quickly. Yeah, the whole kind of, like, comedy special is going to be surrounded by the fact that she has one. And no, but, she, I mean, when... Okay, so, of course, it can, bombed. Yeah. We all know that, all right? And it really was because of just bad worksmanship. She wasn't... She hadn't mastered the craft. It really wasn't a well-produced or. Do you think she's popular? And um, no, but no, no, no. I, I do think it in that sense that she is because any publicity is good publicity, be it bad or not. And her face is out mm. there, and lots of people know who she is. Yeah, do you think she's popular because she is, like this is kind of it's not new, but it's like being made you know, kind of put into the mainstream. It's kind of this kind of kind of comedy. What yeah. you mean? Do you mean as a woman? Or from what she's produced? No, like... You kind of get this, like, kind of, like, raunchy, kind of, um... Kind of dirty humour that she she has, but... You know, um, that I'm focusing back to the individual argument that you, you made earlier. The individualism. Yes, but the thing, what out, she's going for... You're when against you're t- the individual. You know, you're not an, right, you're yeah. an individual. No, but it's w- like Mr Stone, do you remember him? Yes. He he explained in the, in the class, my, um, my English teacher, he explained, um... I remember sitting down and he was explaining that if one person in the class just started flying, just started floating above everyone else, we would probably all point at them and just call them weird and be like, oh my god, that's that's not right, that's that's weird, that's, that's completely out of character or completely out of human trait, you know, like you can't fucking fly or float. Um, that I would rather be concerned, I wouldn't point and laugh, I'd be thinking, well we should call some sort of physicist <laughs> call or something. A scientist. <laughs> call a scientist, Lois. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, like he's, but when but when he made that argument, he was talking about um, dramatic poets and the fact that, and all adults would be weirded out by that, but children won't, and children would be, like, accepting that the fact that the person's fine. Children are accepting, accepting of a lot of things, because they don't know any better. Anything is soaked up by them like little sponges, and when they're seeing Amy Schumer up on stage, when little girls are seeing her on stage. And they're, and they're being told that this is empowering to women. So, like She's being grotesque for the sake of it. It's like, just because you can do that doesn't mean you should. And she's really going down that route of just for the sake of it because she thinks she's breaking some kind of stereotype for the better. Well, she's breaking the norm. She's a female comedian, which is already kind of like... um. Is that a taboo? No, no, not at all. There, yeah. there are funny female comedians. Well, of course there are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, you know, funny ones, like... Uh, 
Sarah Silverman. She's pretty funny. She talks about her vagina a lot as well, though. But she's funny in the way she does it. You know, she, it's not all about her vagina. She talks about politics as well around it. Um, politics around her vagina? No. <laughs> no, sorry. She talks about... The government is trying to get into my body. <laughs> no, but like, she talks about no. like politics is in her act and... Politics is in her act, and she also makes vagina jokes. But does she make them tastefully? Pardon the pun. Yeah, I guess. Are they good? Is she genuine? Is she funny? Well, I find her funny. Yeah, I I find her enjoyable to to watch because I don't know, like you know, not on my own with people. No comedy specials are funnier with people. Do you think, think there are enough famous women? Because I can't name any female comedians off the top of my head. Except Amy Schumer, but I mean good bunch. ones. I can't think of any good ones off the top. Well, of my head. What do you class as comedian? Well, someone who is a <laughs> someone who is a comedian by 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 profession. Yeah, but do you mean like stand up? Like they they mainly focus around stand up yeah, or, or like anything? This? I mean, Key and Peele. Yeah, I mean, there's comedians and they're films. comedians. Yeah. Yeah, like Sasha Brown Kern. Yeah, like just any woman in a funny film that you can say as a comedian. Rebel yeah. Rebel Wilson, like I said earlier, was a perfect example of a comedian with that she, she has a certain individuality to her yeah it's, yeah um, I don't even do you think she, would you class Mila Kunis as a comedian um for playing I, Meg in Family Guy and also you, being in Ted technically you could yeah I mean technically yeah sure I guess I mean I'm not really the one to call people who but well the thing is you could put her in almost anything film really because she's just like so great to look at people would just flock to go see me the kinis i actually this is you know it's eye candy actually goes into the point because um in film film studies right i uh was uh yeah this was actually one of my courses it was it was uh, i think it was star it was uh, the star part of the uh the course which is stars in hollywood the star the star part of the course okay so you, was it a module where you were looking at it's not role models or what it's just a part of the module so there was where, a section of the module where we were looking at stars stars are okay Hollywood. okay what their influence and yeah, so on influence on the audience and that right and mila kunis with friends of benefit cells are that was our film that we had to uh, research and talk about and write about and shit and right mila kunis was obviously in that film and we got given like a bunch of reading uh from it and by god this reading was like was 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 the worst fucking like article i can't remember what, i think it was like a like a study by like some random Irish uh, university off the top of my head, I can say something like that. But um, it was about how women would go see Friends of Benefits, and how um, because well, they're the women. Audience theory, actually. No, how, no, how women would go see Friends of Benefits and how men would go see Friends of Benefits and the difference between it. So basically, the whole article was basically saying that the women all wanted to be her and the men wanted to fuck her. Basically, that was the whole argument of the of the article, and I was like, okay, fair enough. That's painting that's quite a broad enough. brush. That that's uh, that's what was given to me in my reading, and we had to talk about that. And uh, no, I don't think you can categorise the whole audience that way. I'm sure she was a bit more tentative. Surely. In front of benefits, it's a pretty. Have you seen it? No. It's a pretty um. Is it? Should... Go on. There, <laughs> there's points in it where you can um. What where it's like you know cleavage and like bum showing and shit and okay what's so his name I can't remember his name uh, Justin Timberlake isn't it oh so they've so, got a, they've got a, a fit boy as yeah well. a fit boy fit girl they're yeah. kind of just like banging and 
being friends with benefits and they end up in yeah spoiler they end up in they end up together at the end of the film oh really do they yeah that's not like any other films ever done that well like is, the proposal bridesmaids friends with benefits the whole time is it is um basically um making fun of films which do that it's making fun of films that oh, like have like oh, a stupid it? like um kind of well if you look into it it's it, Making fun of films that have like a stupid yeah, love song, and they this, always end up in the this, end. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same yeah. ending. And they, then they go to get. There's a, there's, a, there's a scene in the film where they're watching um, watching a film with um, like a like a makeshift film for the for the, for, the, for the friends of benefits, the film's purpose. So these two characters are watching a film together, and they're watching a romantic film. They're just basically criticizing it. It's with Jason Segel. It's a, you can tell that it's made for friends of benefits. It's like a. Is it a piece of satire? Um, that's what we were discussing the film in film industry class. and that well thing is it completely contradicts itself because yeah. it is one of those films where they end up happy ever after and they go away with happy music and shit and they, they meet each other in the in the was it the, the fucking I can't remember what it was like a train station or whatever and they go away together and they're all happy and mm. shit and it's perfectly it, so I reckon yeah satire or like poking fun of films that do that romantic comedies that do that okay so there's a lot of literature isn't there that's very satirical it's everywhere yeah and it's everywhere you look, even i think you there's a there's a really big it, market for satire right now i mean south park's been doing it from the get-go and they beat everyone to it but you were telling me about how we need a new wave of literature to come through to set a dystopian angle on what we've got going on <laughs> in the press right yeah, now in the uk yeah, sure. like, even john cleese was commenting on it when he went on Newsnight, yeah, and then you he, that, yeah? yeah, I watched yeah. the interview with that globalist um, woman who hosts the show. Oh, I don't think I've seen that actually. Oh, she's just. Re- I read an article on it. I didn't watch so impertinent in all of these interviews, just like moving to the Caribbean, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's oh. moving to Jamaica. I'm sure the quality of life he'll have will be very fine, but the people who well, live rich, there, isn't he? Yes, I'm not sure how it's going to be for the people living there because the majority of people. I'm not sure the Jamaicans are too keen on the British. You know what I mean? If I had enough money, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. But if I had enough money, I would definitely move out of the UK right now. Oh, so yeah, of course. Like yeah. It is. Oh, yeah, well, okay, I so I, I'd like to leave the UK because I would just really think I'm. Uh, it's it's following in the footsteps of America. Which I don't is, want to. This polarisation is just. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. But I feel like. I need to because it's just I don't recognise the country anymore kind of no I don't either you know, it's, it's, not the, it's not the country my dad told me it was <laughs> yeah exactly I mean like the, the BBC article I sent you the other day remember that with the, was it Kipling was it Kipling yeah it's about yeah, one of, Mr Kipling yeah, being a frightful his, racist and then banning yeah, his cakes I'll, I'll explain yeah it's in Manchester they're not selling you an ideology of racism they're selling you delicious cakes just yeah, no, enjoy them that wasn't it. and that guy is dead that was not it Mr. no but I'm telling no I'm telling you Mr no, Kipling no 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 fucking cake no 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 but I'm telling you that is one as well you know Mr Kipling cakes yeah people protested them because Mr Kipling was like a racist or something was that yeah that, yeah that was it the Kipling racist kind of movement in Manchester uni, one of the Manchester unis they there was this, um, was it, was it Robert Kipling? I don't, I don't know. Robert Kipling? It's Mr. Kipling to you. Richard, it's Mr. <laughs> Kipling. Anyway, in Manchester School, or well, a Manchester University, uh, the students uh, defaced a um, 
oh, shipped yes. him home because it was racist and they are that's greatly representative of what university is about accepting and history arguing and arguing about uh, like new ideas and that no they just shut them down and shit all over them in in the uk universities are like that now like i feel like when i went to uni i feel like i was just kind of like put into this i feel like i was just a sheep you know just following like what should be and what should be your thought process because everyone around you had the same kind of mm. thought and if, and if you and if you outspoke like the end of like if you out sorry yeah and everyone around you was um like all kind of brainwashed by this far left ideology and mm. it was it felt felt bad because if you didn't kind of conform to that I'm sure that's much more of a problem in Winchester than it is Surrey. Oh, yeah, it's or awful. It's, 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 not that it's not bad in Surrey. Well, I mean... It's not there, really. It's small. It's there, but it's like... It's not too bad. It's not like in your face. You can still live a perfectly happy life with it, but I mean, everyone you meet will just... Um, not everyone you meet, but the majority of people will be like conservative. Mm. Uh, conservative is mainly in Winchester. They're very conservative over there. And... Um, also there you mean the non-students no the students are you sure yeah but were you what were you talking about then i on the first day i was with my flatmates and we went to the uni and i picked up a labor sticker and put it on one of their backs just as a joke and they freaked the fuck out of me and i was like oh shit to be fair he was kind of joking but it's like you can tell the hatred for labor party just from that, and that my, suddenly my whole group was like, Labour, fuck those guns. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I just laughed along. I'm, if there was any party that I'd... That is, um, yeah, that's quite funny. That's the opposite of what I would have expected. Really? I would have expected a bunch of liberal lovers. No, no, they're, they're I mostly I would have conservative. Thought, I thought he would have thanked you and be like, oh, thank you for this merch. <laughs> I'm grateful. No, no, they're, they're very To have communist sticker on my rucksack. <laughs> you are great to comrade we Comrade Jeremy Corbyn will lead us to salvation. Yeah, that guy is like so radical. It's true though. Like some of the stuff he says is is worth fighting for. But I mean, like with right now, globalization is not the kind of direction we want to go in. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's really not because in the end of the day fuck tons of fucking people just you know I'm just not going to get into it yeah I think we should just leave that let's leave that there otherwise this will not be a state approved podcast <laughs> comrades we're not talking about anything that's going to incite hate speech or is a hate crime we're not misogynists or xenophobes no, we are literally just two One. fucking we're, students we're two um, bachelors no, no, no! Cut that shit. Out. No, no, we're two, we're two people, two normal, normal people, who, who have. I'm not. I don't. Well, d- Jordan Peterson was saying the other day that right. well, not Jordan Peterson, like the Ruben Report. They were talking about um, how they have all been like kind of brought together by this like far left movement. Yeah, you're so It's like normally yeah. they wouldn't have associated, but yeah. they're being drawn together by yeah, a common together. foe, and it's. It's it's got them all in its net, mm. and all of them are just you know they're just conferring as to how they're going to tackle this situation, and what their place should be in it. I feel like this far left movement is bringing people because I I mean like 
he he says that people are realizing that you know watching the TV every day and talking to their friends, talking to the majority of people they meet, and they're kind of going through life and kind of thinking something's not right, something's not yeah, mm. something's not you know something's a bit messed up, yeah, like something. I totally chaotic, understand. I know. totally get that. Yeah. And he said he he basically said that more and more people are kind of waking up to this idea. Well, they basically said mm. more and more people are waking up to this idea, where yeah. this far left kind of um, movement is pathology. Really taking that over. they're really trying to push down from you on a, from above. Mm. And the thing is, it's not. They're trying to advertise this movement as if it's some sort of naturally occurring societal change, whereas these social construct theories that these postmodernists love to put forward, such as gender identity being oh, socially constructed. Even. Well, that's just one example. And of course, there are exceptions in in gender identity. Sometimes people have gender, well, what is classified as gender dysphoria, but it, it's not well understood and we won't ever fully understand the human mind because it, it's just too complex. Yeah. But... So it, it might be a social construct, right? But the chances of that are very, very slim indeed. I'm telling you. And the thing is, people will wake up to this nonsense and you don't have to fight it with fire. You don't if have to fight this because people will just keel over. No, yeah, exactly. Like, one of them People his, will naturally come around. One of his, like, 12 rules or, or something like that was... One of, well, one of the things that he says is defend yourself, like, as minimally as possible. Like, not... Not don't defend yourself, just defend yourself with minimum effort, you know. You don't have to be in your face, you don't have to be loud, emotional, screaming at someone, or not even that, sad, crying, you don't have to be any of that. You just have to be normal, talking, get your views across, get your point heard, and maybe there's a discussion in there that you can... That's so very rational of him. ...kind of just make together. Yeah, that's very, very um, well thought out, but I've seen him sometimes get a bit... Yeah, I know. ...get a bit pissed. And his... his yeah, but, but we all do. human emotions. Yeah, we. I mean, because like when you're looking someone in the eye and they have, they have a completely different view, from you. This this far left view. Yeah, but they're not like very. Cons- I'll say conservative when I talk about their their social limits and their social discourse, because conservative social discourse is about rational discussion, hmm. whereas these guys do not want to hear your opinion because they they're, they're, because they believe that their opinion is fact yeah and they believe that they are they can fall back onto this mattress of moral virtue that seems to back up everything they say well everyone has a mattress and of that moral they virtue. are justified in saying anything to you because you are an enemy you are a collective identity of the enemy which is a white male who is who's slightly right of stalin if you're slightly further right than that guy, then, you know, you're a Nazi. No, I, I think, I honestly think that, like, if you were talking to someone like that, like, in a normal situation, the, like a far-left uh, viewed person, or, like, even, like, a, a modern left, right now, if you speak to the modern left, they're, I reckon they're pretty disgusted with what's going on. They must be. Yeah. Like, are, are they're they not must saying be? anything. No one's saying yeah, anything. Yeah, uh, I know, but I've, you've seen Dave Rubin talk about it, as he talks about his progressive days and how he was all there but now he just decided to walk away i'm not sure if it was a lot of people are well, he, I, yeah. I was left yeah. I, I identified as left but then i kind of just looked around me and i didn't i didn't recognize my own kind of political identity anymore 
it's, same it's not i know exactly yeah i i identified as left like it's not what a it used year to and be. a bit like just over a year ago i would have said like yeah i'm a, I'm a left-leaning guy but i i've just been sort of forced out of it <sighs> yeah because you're a white male and you already have privilege yeah so i'm 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 inherently bad because my ancestors and well, well, no you're not inherently bad you're just privileged you don't understand okay. anyone else because you're privileged and you don't even get a say in it okay. because you're privileged you're privileged uh, not privileged in the say that we where you live oh we all have water we all have food to eat hopefully and we all have uh, yes they do responsibilities in our lives no you're privileged in the fact that you're white right yeah so I got to uni because I'm white you had a better chance than getting into uni because you're white not you got into did I though no, that's why I'm, I'm just regurgitating what, regurgitating what uh, yeah, I'd say, left, would say. It's more about raw intelligence, I'd say. And people market. Well, actually, not at Surrey. They're, I didn't make the grades, right? I'd say it's They about, just want to get people in for the money. They they oversubscribe courses, like, just for the hell of it. Because they can. Yeah, didn't they, like, raise the um, admission fees for, like, like, uh, like well, no, not admission fees, course tuition fees. Mm-hmm. It was up to like nine thousand two hundred fifty, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And like most universities went nine two fifty, but the like the like the higher up ones were still nine thousand. The higher up ones were yeah. still like oh, well, that's two hundred and fifty pounds off, mate. I know, but that's like three years. That's like seven hundred fifty quid more than three years. Right. That's okay. Still... Anyway, we were talking. We were, we were meant to be talking about topics for ten minutes only each. That was the the sort of model we were going for. But um, we sort of straight off. Should we take a look in the goodie bag? See what we've got to pull out. Let's take this. Let's take this in a new direction. Yeah, sure. Um, being a human being in your life right now. A being someone. Okay, being a human being. Yeah. Being a rational thinking human being. Anyway. Okay. So what's the question? What do you find most meaningful in your life? What um, I I find taken on responsibility because I feel that that's how I really see results and that's how I get most gratification out of the energy that I'm putting into aspects of my life and when they all come together into one whole functioning well like my perception of my world is functional yeah. and things have order and I, I'm not just flying between like pits of negligence and bitterness and not sleeping at night because I'm not thinking I'm on the right track and that and you don't have to be the whole time that's not the point but mm. once I mean I'm getting older now and I, I really feel that I haven't done enough as almost two decades old I really should had should have maybe got more jobs <laughs> I feel that I've just yeah, been yeah. interrupt you there yeah and uh if you think of it like I'm, I'm pretty much in the same situation but if, if you think about it like that like most people our age are in our situation they're thinking our our thoughts that you just said like responsibility and shit and I, I'm assuming like people 100 years ago they'd have so much responsibility but oh like, yeah oh there was a lot more pressure our age 19 yeah you would have you would have been forced into maturity that way yeah you've been probably married mm, might even potentially have a kid. yeah might even have a home I have a, a very very bad home. <laughs> Probably be a coal miner or something. <laughs> yeah, but you're it still w- expected to do that. You're still expected to get in your place and waddle on, you know. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Now you're not. Well, you still are, but like it's more. No, but do you think that those coal miners, having that as their responsibility solely to provide for their family, do you think that was enough for them to go on? Yeah. Despite the grueling like task of going down and getting black lung and really making it a hard time. I honestly think... Okay, that was just a quick doggy break. I honestly think that... That if you... um, If you even have... This... uh, Well, your your question was... Can you repeat the question, sorry? Do you think that these... We're talking about taking on responsibility as... Being a cushion to fall back on. Because with taking on this responsibility, you can... Put your life in order. And your perception of the world fits with the, the rules that you want to set down okay yeah so these coal miners like do you reckon the responsibility they held despite its grueling nature was fully justified by the gratification of providing for the family yeah i mean like in a way don't you kind of want to be just a simple coal miner just getting just, just slowly destroying yourself going down to the mines but you know it's for a good cause, you know it's for your family, and you know that's the only thing that fucking matters to you. Well, personally, no, I wouldn't like to do that. In a world where there was no no, no um, reasonable alternative, no no, no justifiable well, alternative. Yeah, if, if that was the job that I had to do. I mean, sure, you could do whatever you want, but you could probably go out and die. You'll probably go fucking two weeks and die. You'll probably try and get to a big city. You're probably on the way. You'll probably die. Okay, so in this <laughs> world, we've no, we've no transport. Oh yeah, it's about like. Are we what? talking about this? Transport. It's like nineteen fifty something like that. Bro, you could easily get to a city in nineteen fifty. God damn. Okay, let's just. Oh, bro. Or like, or like, no, it depends where you are. Bro, let's in talk. In nineteen fifty, I'm talking, I'm about, talking about the industrial revolution, kind of. Oh, back in the like, okay. Like the eighteen sixties. Okay. Right. Yeah, you definitely die. Yes. There wasn't transport there, unless it was a horse and carriage. You had to be very wealthy to get those. Yeah. But anyway, what do you think about that? I think, I think in a way that is that is the core, the core. um, Is that really what it means to feel? That's what it. That's what it means. Is that what it is to be human for men and for women? Yeah. If we look at the two variations of human. Oh no! I I think I think. Or do you think not even that? Do you reckon it's just the human soul, and everything that means what it means to be a human? I think it's everyone takes on responsibility. It's not just men. I think in in a, in a mine, if you were subjecting yourself just to a coal mine every day and right. going in and mining out and coming out and seeing your family and eating and going to sleep and doing the same thing every day, I think that routine will kind of solidify your purpose. That routine will just eventually get to a point where it'll be like, if I don't do that, then what's my what's the point? What's the point in living? Right? Yeah. It'll be it'll get eventually get to the point where no, not what's the point of living, but what's the point of doing this. My anymore. children will starve. If yeah, I you'll eventually get to the point where it'll be like, Yeah, exactly. What am I right. doing? And then you'll find all these reasons and meaning in this job and then And you just know, it's the nineteenth your century, your wife's not going out and earning enough money. Well your wife's not fucking you know, leaving you because she finds like a better guy on Instagram. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, um Yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Instagram was um, a pretty bad creation. Do you think that 
so um, when we're looking at the purpose of living we're talking about it in quite a profound context that it means to take on something greater than yourself well, well you think that yeah i was sorry that's what i think and that's one perspective of many hmm. right but um i think that that is that is the route to go down because that's what jordan oh, yeah. peterson has i think suggested. that's a that's, that's definitely yeah that's what my dad told an me an aspect of it it's not right. just responsibility though definitely an aspect i mean if you don't have anything to be responsible of you can't really put you can't really put yourself in the shoes of a role model your your role model because right. you can't it, it's about taking on something that part. you're going to give back to the world with back to the community, it, yeah, and it's not for yourself well, like, yeah, I mean, you are like, a father for your wife and your children i mean i think these films are so popular i mean i say these films I mean like fantasy films and sci-fi and right. shit and they all have this kind of kind of um kind of uh, motif motif as um as you say to them uh narrative wise they all have like follow this hero's journey don't they the heroes right okay journey. and and i think i feel like that's so popular because i mean what the hero, do, are you trying are you going to link this to yeah the hero okay. is starts out being you no know, fucking worth luke skywalker was like a little Ranch boy, when well, so like a little farm someone who is waiting for destiny just to take them. No, he's, he's no one, right? Basically, no one. Essentially. Well, well, start starting off a hero's journey. They're pretty much not no one, but not much. It's you know? a bleak life. Yeah, and then they find right. their path, and then they have this have this kind of roadblock, and they kind of get over it, get over yes. the hurdle, and yes. they complete whatever. Ah, uh, okay, to do. I see this. This might, and this, yeah. yeah, and and this whole journey of finding purpose in this hero's life is what we like the most. It's this, mm. the story of. Yeah. how he finds his way and succeeds. Audiences hunger for that. Yeah, and I feel like it's so popular in like nowadays because we don't have that meaning. We don't have that strong that strong inner calling in us that's telling us to go fucking blow up the Death Star and save the universe or mm. that's telling us to go fucking Do you think we lack hero our... role models? Do you no. think the people that we no. look up to um well pot- I'd say so it in the media. Look up to, in the media it? I'd say obviously not. I really do not mm. expect anyone to take any kind of moral signal from them Everybody or to adopt does. any of their Everybody does. policy. That is what uh, is yeah. kind of like the foundation of human morality right now is the Hollywood. Yeah. They are the subjects of the state. <laughs> yeah. They do the bidding. <laughs> they follow the state, the proof, North network. I mean, if it was all about, imagine a world where we lived in like, I don't know. This do you think these hierarchy. people are missing the bigger picture? about what it means to be a person as, as in what it means to be human and to be greater than no. a pathology that I feel will like consume they know, you I feel like they know exactly what's happening I feel like they know exactly how to do it I feel like they do you pa- feel like their pathology is consumed them at the expense of morality and justification yeah in some way because greed, greed takes over I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's greed I think it is. Okay, yeah, let's... I mean, you talk about greed and jealousy and envy and hate. Yeah. To be filled with these things. And it's very easy to have your mind clouded. Man is greedy. Man, yes, by nature. Mm. If we look at biology and that, we're actually programmed to rape and kill, apparently. No, don't say that. Let's cut that out. Oh, wait, no, yeah, sorry. That's just men. That's only men. That's not uh, women. Um, no, but I mean, white men especially. I mean, we are greedy by nature. I mean, if you look at just 
just the whole fucking every communist fucking regime yeah that's pretty never much existed. it's never been true communism because one person has hijacked that revolution for their because own because of greed and, right because of fucking greed and when you've got a lot of greed in you you know it clouds your vision of what is really important and do you think these people are not going to achieve, achieve a transcendence think... as it were do you think that this pathology that yeah. they have is just stopping them from doing this it depends what you think is important I think Depend. It completely depends yeah, on the Potentially, they're on a completely different wavelength, when this means absolutely nothing to them. This greed is like it doesn't cloud what's important. It, it, I think to them, it kind of like oh, that that is their whole world. It gives them a focus. Because I was going to talk about whether that, that could be transformed. I was thinking about you look at people who come from really bad situations, like yeah. like bad households and that, yeah. and they can really turn it around to something positive. Yeah, a lot of inner city kids at my uni from London and that and that. They're in from like bad neighborhoods and stuff, mm. but they're really smart kids. They're smarter than I am, mm. smarter than I am, and they got here. And like, as I know it's so easy to just fall into delinquency and just have no motivation because you feed off of what's around you, and all you see is despair and a lack of hope what they see, isn't and willpower. It? Yeah, but then again, if you're talking about greed as one mindset, you can also think about optimism being one. Do you think that is someone's aspect? I don't think greed is one mindset at all. I feel yeah, like but greed if you feel is that so If that's what's complex. important to them, is optimism important to someone else? Is the future more important than the present? Because you have to sacrifice the is. present for the future. Yeah, of course That's the point. And what, that's what responsibility is. We can come back to that. Responsibility is sacrificing short-term pleasure for the sake of long-term security. Yeah. Whether that be fiscal security, whether that be the pursuit of an intimate relationship, emotional security, the emotional security, and because you, if you sacrifice, you will gain back. Of course. If and Mother Russia knows like, about sacrifice. If you choose to, you, you can gain back. If you choose to, it depends mm. where you go. It's all like, mm. like, you, like, like I remember um, I was watching this Netflix show, comedians in, in cars getting coffees or something. And they were talking about it's a boring show, but I like it. It's an interesting conversation, basically. Mm. And they're talking about um, this idea that most people nowadays kind of just expect things to come to them, but not in like the old man kind of way. They're like, oh yeah, they expect they just sit on their asses. The youth, no, not in that kind of way. They just ex- they just said comedians in their field, most of them sit at home and expect people to knock on the door and. Mm give them the opportunity I think there's a culture amongst our young people but it's not like that at all mm. it's it's the opposite it's, yeah. you have to go out and it's, find it's your... being entitled <laughs> it's I capitalism think... brother capitalism <sighs> I, I, to be honest I'm not um, you might not be a way off there I think this capitalism has gone so far and it's just clouded everyone's minds of what's really important and it's just gone so far like the private sector got so huge that individuals ran the country for themselves and that's a problem with the hierarchy really mm. well i don't think individuals will run the well technically I, I feel like the politicians will be heavily influenced of course by individuals and the politicians have their have their strings pulled by lobbyists and people who will pay them off for their the campaigns agenda. yeah like obama like he couldn't do much he didn't get off he didn't get to the presidency off of his own money so he would have people pulling mm. his strings Whereas Donald Trump, he's there off his own back. And unfortunately, he's not that much of a great guy. <laughs> he's not going into American politics. Yeah. 
no yeah i mean it's just i'm not i'm not going to go into that any further <laughs> but i mean you know it's just, just yeah, no, I mean, yeah but okay purpose of life we saw i mean yeah it's I mean, about we, sacrificing we, yeah, yeah it's, it's about long-term goals I feel like a massive massive aspect of it is sacrifice i think it's simpler than people think well you can put it simple but you can also complicate it as as, as all things you can mm. do the short math or you can do the long division right well that's not the yeah short yeah. short division long division so. all right all right it's not 10 minutes i reckon that's 10 minutes you know what, guys okay let's just move on okay sentences that have never been uttered sentences that no one would ever say what are you thinking of I'm thinking of all of those like I'm I'm flooding okay. my mind as far left um, influence right <laughs> is now it f- just flooding my mind as that you can't say wow this slightly right leaning person has an interesting point to say I might take that on board I mean it's just like I mean like people um, like for example in, in the back to Jordan Peterson in the fucking talks that he was doing when when he was getting all this hate for the gender pronouns at um that kind of Toronto. And they would like he was speaking and they would just like put white noise over his fucking uh, speaker, over his microphone. Mm. He would um he would try and like speak, he would just be sitting down there's videos of him just sitting down in class and they're just like he's literally saying to them, There's no need to be like this. Like there's no need to uh, be so loud, there's no need to shout, there's no need to do all of this. And they'd just be like, fuck you, George Peterson. Or, or, or they're saying, like, you're scum or, like, you neo, fascist you're scum a or something like that. You are an alt-right intellectual. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, well, no, like, you're completely going against the entire point of that you're fighting for, really, is that everyone's equal, everyone has equal rights, everyone has an equal mm. say. They, and you can't just shit on someone because they... Yeah. They've got different. one human model, and when people don't follow that, they get confused. And it's, it's the individual, isn't it? And when a person is an individual and has their own separate opinions to like their own ideology, it's like, mm. like bro, like you can't, you can't even share that anymore with a person. Well, well, with a person that you don't know work very well, it is considered taboo, a taboo topic to talk about a date right now, isn't it? Mm. If you're on a date, you wouldn't bring this shit up. No, no, no. 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 Like because it's so so, it's such thin ice that if you step on it, it will crack and you'll fucking fall in, and then you're dead. <laughs> uh, then you get kicked out. Then she fucking shoves water in your face and tells you to fuck off. Well, and you're part you of the patriarchy, and so you're part. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's not, not all like that. Okay. Not all women are like that. Do you reckon sentences such as "I don't believe in patriarchy" are eventually going to be stamped out? Do you reckon they will never be uttered again? Oh, I reckon. Well, the whole Manchester uh, Kipling poem. Manchester. <laughs> the whole Manchester Kipling poem, right? Sexist. Is 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 basically start. It it shows to me that it's one like a like I messaged you. It's one step closer to the Ministry of Truth in 1984, where we have a whole fucking building dedicated to wiping history and wiping the parts we don't like, wiping the racist parts and wiping all the sexist parts. Indeed. So our kids would just grow up and so history will be condemned. Not even think that we're sorry, not even think that we're racist at all. They would be like, "What humankind? What's racism?" Because they didn't even have that. And even if like if, if an individual would speak out at that time, you know, say something off, off, you know, say offbeat, offbeat, off, uh, off the political agenda. And it wasn't state-approved sentence. 
Yeah, I reckon it will turn like that. Yeah, sentences that have never been uttered. Time. I think yeah. you can probably you, you can go on a comedic route there. But I mean, if we're talking about the rights of free speech and how Jordan Peterson's is trying to be shut down and people like him who just want to have their voice heard yeah, over, so over the blaring megaphone and the, the social justice blimp yeah, social yeah. Justice warriors. of that airhead it's just this collective conscience of what I bitterness. find really funny yeah. is the fact that um, back to the Amy Schumer thing is that is the way that she had an outcry when people didn't like a comedy special where she yes it was it just... was it because she was a bad comedian yes and are you sure yes no 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 I'm, she was quite explicit in her um, in her response she was indignant that it was because people by people I mean men who are the majority of people watching comedy specials potentially like but anyway she was saying that it's about misogyny and that people had a negative of course, response to her because speech. because because post-feminism and modern feminism is all about victimizing and always finding a way it's to about be finding problems that aren't there yeah yeah exactly always finding a way to be victimizing it's, no but the problem is there it's that you're a bad comedian amy schumer it's not other people's yeah. fault your ego is so i mean okay, I honestly, i'm being mean here all right but your ego is so big when was that released 2014 something like 15 or 16 right. or... Well, how old are we? I don't know like man I only, saw, I only saw it on H3 like H3 podcast I, I genuinely watched that or like on my own because I wanted to watch this comedy special at that time I think it was like 16 or 16 or something like that right okay I don't know um, but I didn't know I wasn't I was left at the time I, I you know had all this left as for years you know I had um, you know uh, you know hmm. back then yeah, you had those views as well. You thought that you were gonna change the world with your views. No, no, no. But I thought, I thought pretty much what the far left think today. I, Good I followed Lord. those views. No, but you, you sure? did as well, pretty much. Not that radical. No, no, not that radical. But like the 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 whole. I gender, was left of centre. The whole gender poli- identity politics. No, and shit like that. I was never on board with that. Well, I didn't know any of it. I had no idea of any of this stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, basically do what you want. Basically yeah. being a nice guy. Mm. do what you want I no, yeah, I, I, I had been having anyway, a bit of cognitive dissonance when it came to that I watched that Amy Schumer special right. think going into it knowing she's a comedian as a 16 year old kid you know I think I might have watched my girlfriend at the time I'm not to remember and I'm right. not to remember I'm not sure if I remember properly but um, we I th- we watched this um, Amy Schumer special and at the time I genuinely thought she was funny because she had a film coming out or, or something like that and I thought that she was a funny person a train wreck I think that film was and clicked on it got like half an hour through and was like this is just talking about her vagina I don't I'm not laughing halfway through I don't find wow, you managed to get really far well done you yeah. obviously like women I wasn't laughing because I honestly didn't find it funny like it, none of this shit was relating you would remember if your girlfriend was there kid. if she was laughing um I don't feel like I would Nah, of course, of course not. No, no, of course. That, that memory's fucking wiped, mate. No, nah, it was before I started. Uh, let's cut that. You don't know, I'm smoking habits, anyways. But yeah, but um, but yeah, I I, I was watching the same human special and realizing it's just not funny. She's talking about her vagina. I don't understand half the things that she's trying to find or like appeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
to make me laugh. <laughs> it's yeah. not relatable at all. It's scapegoating uh, a, an identity, a group identity, with politics, essentially. Yeah, but it's getting to the point where if you don't find it funny, like going back to the sentences that have been uttered, if you don't find something funny, funny, funny your criticism will actually not be allowed mm. because um, because it will be considered misog- misogynist and mm. um, damaging to the left uh, community and the feminists, the modern feminists right now, would pretty much hate that shit. If you, uh, a They're very afraid of losing a, an argument, I think. They have to back behind their friends and everyone else because they don't feel that they have a strong enough argument yeah. to construct. But the thing is, some of them believe they genuinely do. But obviously, when it's never been put into practice properly, because well, most of them are far against an actual rational conversation, mm. they wouldn't they wouldn't actually engage yeah, in that. So agree with that. And they really have this reserved political entitlement to the. They're rational to the point where they're unrational, as in saying irra- irrational to the irrational. point. Irrational. They're, they're irrational to the point where you say something that they don't like, and that tears their soul apart. Words have become so strong that you are offending them. Do you see Stephen Crowder is? Of course I do. Have you seen Change My Mind? Uh, which, which one? Two There's genders. Two genders. I've seen... The, the first one, the university I've, special. Um, yeah, with Madison, where she refuses... Or he? He it, Madison. She. Madison. She refuses to... I probably just triggered so many people. Refuses to shake his hand. Yeah, that one, yeah. His, it is his hand because Stephen Crowder I does identify as male. What do you think of it? I think it was um, just another day at the office, really. I just, I didn't surprise me at all. What of the? I mean, of her, his, a, of her attitude to his opinion. It was just, uh, it was just so dismissive and condescending, and from the this like attacking assault. On his beliefs, because the refusal to by way of moral virtue, by way of moral virtue, her opinion is morally superior and is therefore correct. Yeah, she was like, "Can we at least?" He was like, "Can we at least agree?" Though the morals the thereof are a little bit on sketchy. some common ground, isn't it? But yeah, yes. he he's always trying to find. But she was mutual... like, "No, I'm not saying that to you." Because, yeah, because that's but she thinks that he that's, thinks that's like he's going to win and give in then it's not giving it's having a rational conversation with someone yeah the thing, it's having an interesting where discussion. politics has just been dogmatized to this sort of competition mm. and of it i think it's of, of um social standing i think they want to be the the superior mm. race i think they're trying to put other people down to put themselves up because uh, to be honest i think what one i think that they're trying to dig problems out that really aren't there and i think that that's I've been thinking I think it might be because human beings are just naturally drawn towards conflict in any situation but a lot of people thrive and get a rush out of it right because people got drugs and sex right and I think that today obviously we do not live in a perfect society but we are more equal now than we've ever been okay and when we've got this stable society and people don't have purpose anymore to fight against anything. Yeah. People want something to fight against. That's because, true. And I think it's just indicative of the lack of meaning, really. Yeah. I think if we come back to it all, I think it's the fact that they don't really have anything else to be getting on with themselves. They don't understand their meaning, why they're there. They think why they're there and their meaning and their 
their fight in their life is to get the fight for social that equality. is their meaning that is their meaning that's all they are. yeah but like you can do that without being an you can bigger you can be an advocate for your side if you really believe in it you can't do it no yeah. one's stopping you no, no stopping in this free world no one is stopping you from doing whatever you want you can shout at someone if you want you, sure. no one's stopping you but when you try to stop others <laughs> doing the same thing along a level political playing field anyway do you know what I found interesting about that about what? that changed my mind two genders okay yeah you're talking about two genders yeah okay and you're going to talk about something that happened halfway through yeah yeah Stephen Crowder's two genders Changed my mind. Changed my mind. Uh, there are only two genders. This, uh, yeah, Madison, the person, the woman, who uh, refuses to shake, shake his hand, walks away into the crowd, uh, confers with her friend, mm-hmm. and then three quarters way through, um, when the, I think the uh, young black fella got up. Oh, and yeah. Off. No, he was, um, he was really nice. He was nice. He was um, a nice guy. But yeah, she, she walked up yeah. to him and, um, and said, by the way, do you, you mean Stephen or... Yeah, I walked up to Stephen yeah. and went, by the way, do you, do, do you remember what I'm talking I about now? I don't, no. Do you went, by the way, I think that what you're doing is completely... Or like, something like that. And oh, it's just like, it you're wasn't scum. Madison. You're actually it was scum. Like, yeah. And then, and then he was like, oh, thank you for saying that in front of, like, yeah. loads of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something to, like, you know... That's something to revel in and celebrate. That's something to, like... No, that's, that's views. That's what he's thinking. That's views. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Like, but, like, that, that just goes to show, like... She was there, and you could see the crowd. You could see all the people kind of getting worked up by the way he was speaking. Like all the, I don't want to generalize. I don't want to paint a broad brush on. But women all the women. Here. Women tend like, to give into this agreeable moral sense a bit more. Were like wanting to to interrupt, yeah. and then not just the women, the the men were interrupting as well. Uh, but the men, uh, I'm not saying just the men, but they had they had interesting constructive uh, questions to give them, mm-hmm. but there are these women or people who um, decide that they can't actually hold in their own emotions they can't actually they realize they can't intellectually do anything about it mm. so they can't actually sit down and have a conversation with Stephen Crowder or sit down and have a like a like a an actual discussion of what the, why they why they disagree in these fields they, they can't accept that concept because you're wrong and there's nothing in the world that would change their mind that yeah but you're if it's wrong, not the facts don't matter to these people it's whether or not you agree with the more yeah. virtuous um monolith mm. that these people subscribe to and with this subscription you get paid in social gratification mm. through means of aggression and sometimes physical violence social in, gratification in the in the face of antifa we look at the embodiment of like rage mm. and what these people have is really it's something very worrying i wonder what's inside of these people that drives them to do that i don't believe yeah. that these people were brought up this way well no human is just like completely no we're them. social animals I'm not saying people some I mean what, I mean you could go into the argument of what it means to be a psychopath and there are individuals who are like that but they're if we talk about right, right okay but if we just talk about most people they're not drawn to violence no. by nature they're not drawn some people are but they. I feel like they're more encouraged to be to act upon to be confrontational yeah, they're taxed upon what they don't like and dislike by the world. They're encouraged to change it themselves. They're professors at universities, do Yeah. Okay, start my, a new... Okay, my, my media teacher. 
in in my school, um, twelve, you know, teaching us feminism. She was just basically, um, the year twelve, year thirteen, all through it, she was telling us all this um, feminist um, propaganda, basically. But half the stuff that she said was pretty interesting. I agreed with most of, most of the things that she was saying. That's the funny point. But anyway, I agreed with most of the things that she was saying, right? But the people in the class is what was the problem. The people took, the students of hers, took her ideas and her um, suggestions and her observations that she was making about post-feminism. Did they just regurgitate them mm, yeah. in essays and get good No, parts? no, no, not regurgitate them. Yeah, basically, yeah. They brought them in. They brought her observations into their own real-life thinking. And oh, they adopted it outside yeah. of the essay. Too. Yeah, outside of the, the class. Outside of the class competitive exam context. They started adopting it. They genuinely just adopted it themselves. Yeah. Right. And that's the problem. Because even though if she doesn't believe in them herself, if she states you know, it, it incites anger in them, and they really like that. Mm. Sorry, you saying? No, we... Do you remember any time in your school career where a student may ask a, stu a teacher who they'd vote for? Well, I can tell you, they would always give the same response. I'm not allowed to politically influence you. It's yeah. against the law. Yeah, I'm not allowed to say that. And she is actually, I, well, I don't exactly know law of education in the UK, but if you're not allowed to say who you're going to vote for, I don't think it would also be viable under the same terms to then push a feminist agenda, which falls into postmodernist liberalism, mm. because that's that's politically, deliberately, politically influencing young impressionable minds hmm. and it's not encouraging critical independent thought but rather it is stamping it out and that's what we're all fighting against today it's introducing one thought process and the majority of people are bringing it on the train that they're fucking stepping on for the rest of their lives and they're carrying it with them yeah they go they're going to carry this round their neck no they're going to carry as long it. as the for as long as the mob shouts until they realise that, hold on, something's not right. Hold on, that advert shouldn't be like that. That's a bit eager. That's a bit that, that kind of contradicts. Yeah, if we that look at the, the piece released by the BBC with that transgender black trans transgender man, because he she she was a woman. Um, we were talking about how Britain was an irredeemably racist country. Key word being irredeemably. Yeah. And, they, you know, they were peddling this narrative. And once people wake up to this, then, you know, maybe we can all just get back to really what's important. You know? Hopefully. And anyway. So, um, an hour and three? I think we're going to... Are we going to stop it here? Do you want to stop it here? Or, of course, we're going to... So, yeah, we're going to stop it here, guys. Cheers. I don't know if you need an ending. <laughs>